0: Tony, and welcome back to our safe room, where we're purposely living loving and laughing. So I hope you would have already listened to episode one. And today on episode two, we're going to be talking about letting go. Specifically, the diary of an overthinker. I love this topic. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit too personal, right? But The Diary of an Overthinker, guys. How many of us are overthinkers? I just think that women are labeled a little bit as being overthinkers. And I don't think it's just a woman thing, really. I think men overthink too. But I just feel like we have this special place to be overthinkers. So let's get a little bit into it. Um, We're going to talk about it. You know, just really like what is it, you know, when it happens and all of that. So, and again, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can send us your feedback by putting a comment or you can connect with us at, on our Instagram page at us finding motivation, or you can even go on our website. You can listen to the podcast on our website as well at www.motivatingmotivation.com. Can't wait to connect with you guys. So let's get into it. really an overthinker what do we mean when you know you're an somebody says you're an overthinker we've been seeing a lot of memes going around now about you know people overthinking so what really does that mean right when we look online overthinking is being defined as when you dwell or you worry on the same thought repeatedly so they're basically saying that you know, we get paralyzed, in essence, by our worries and our struggles, and about making decisions. And it can lead to to different things, they say. You know, depression, anxiety, mental health disorders. But how is that separate from just? But how is that different from just problem solving? Because when a situation occurs for me, for example, I sit and I think about it. When a problem comes up. And I think about how it is that I can really fix it. How can I solve this problem? And that means I am repeatedly thinking about the problem, right? I am repeatedly going through it and reviewing it. It means, you know, I may read a sentence or an issue multiple times because I'm trying to first understand the issue. So I think one of the things that we can maybe look at is, you know, is it problem solving or is it overthinking? Um, And what's really the difference? So I think we're going to get a little bit deeper into what really makes it overthinking. So according to psychology today, they say that signs of us overthinking are like if we're easily aware of what we're thinking at any given moment. Okay. I think I do that. (laughs) All right. Do you often question why you are having certain thoughts? Do you you often look for deeper meaning or personal significance or thoughts? When feeling upset, do you often focus on what you're thinking? Do you have a strong need to know or understand how your mind works? Do you feel it's important to have strict control over your thoughts? Do you have a low tolerance for spontaneous, unwanted thoughts? Are you often in a struggle to control your thoughts? So it basically says that if you answered yes to many of these questions, it's possible that you have a tendency to overthink. So just going back through some of those questions, I can easily identify some that would not necessarily be problem solving, but be overthinking. So for example... Um, do you have a low tolerance for spontaneous, unwanted thoughts? Uh, do you feel it's important to have strict control over your thoughts? Those things are not necessarily problem-solving. Those things are more control, trying to ensure that your brain doesn't go in overdrive over analyzing a particular situation, which tends to happen once we overthink, right? Because what really happens when we're overthinking? You know, some of these questions are coming out here where everything has a deeper meaning. Nothing is ever what it is. Oh my gosh. So somebody could say hi to you and an overthinker is going to be like, why did they say hi and not hello? Is it that I did something? Is that they feel like we are no longer friends? Is it that one was more formal than the other? And then you go into that state of critically analyzing one word. When literally the person could just have just said hi or hello or it didn't matter which one they said. You know, an overthinker also is going to be looking at something maybe as simple as um, somebody didn't say hi to your particular day. So not just whether they said hi or hello, but a particular day they didn't say anything to you. When this person may be going through their own personal ordeal and maybe they just didn't see you but then an overthinker's mind goes into extra and overdrive thinking okay i must have done something what happened so now it goes back to the to the definition that we got from good rx which speaks to almost being paralyzed by repeatedly going over the same thought so why is it that we're doing that though Why do we constantly do that overthinking, overanalyzing? Why can't things just be as they are? Why do we have to find a deeper meaning to every single thing? So don't get me wrong. For sure, there's sometimes when there's a deeper meaning to some things. And sometimes when there isn't. Especially, and we can all, women, we can relate to this, especially with our partners, with men in particular, where... They may do or say something, and we are literally finding us trying to find a mathematical equation to solve what that problem was. Like, why did he say that he liked me at that particular moment? Why didn't he say it last week? Or when he said, you know, I really like your eyes. Did he really mean he likes me? He wants to get married, <laughs> right? And I know, I'm sure a lot of you listeners, you, you can, we can relate, right? We're we're sitting down psychoanalyzing a statement that just meant what it was, and it didn't mean anything else. So why is it that we need to go through that repeatedly, going over the same set of words? You know, I like your smile. Why can't it just be that I like your smile? Why does it have to be, hmm, I wonder how many persons he told that he liked their smile. I wonder if he he liked my smile a long time ago. I wonder if it was because I started using that new toothpaste. You know, I wonder if he was being sarcastic. Was he being real? Did he mean that he really liked my smile? I don't think I was smiling that great that day. Hmm. Maybe what he really meant was, you know, he didn't like my smile. And then repeatedly go over the same thought. So that for me, for sure, is a significant distinction between a problem solver or us solving a problem and us just overthinking an issue. Because a problem solving situation or scenario would have been something happened and we're saying, Okay, what was the the source or what was the issue that caused this to happen? Okay, how can we solve that issue so the problem doesn't occur again? As an overthinker, we're not even there, right? As an overthinker, it's just like it's 50 different scenarios that could have been the case. And we are in our back of our minds trying to analyze the 50 scenarios because, you know, it can't be just what it was. It has to be something else. So... I definitely think that's something that we can, we can look at and try to get to the root cause, though, as to why. So now we know what it is. Now we need to look at why. We looked at what really is overthinking and just kind of juxtaposing it against problem-solving. But now look at, let us look at, you know, why? Why are we overthinking? What really causes that overthinking? And as looking at Nick Wignall, and he speaks to overthinking and some of the reasons or causes for overthinking as being perfection, or perfectionism, us wanting to something to be perfect all the time. So we overthink it to death, right? So you want to, let's say, for example, you want to, um, Hmm. What can we say? You want to do your first YouTube video hmm. and you want it to be perfect. And because of that, you overthink every single detail. And let me say we, because I fall in this category sometimes too, where I overthink things to death, depending on what it is. But then, so let's say, for example, as I said, the example is you want to start a YouTube channel, and because we want it to be so perfect, we overthink every single detail. Do we have the right camera? Do we have the right lighting? Do we have the right sound? Do we have the right channel name? Do we have the right description? Do we have and everything we overthink to the point of almost like crippling us? Going back to the definition where we're paralyzed because we are so trying to make it perfect that we never ever get it out. So we overthink every detail trying to make it perfect. I'll give an example. So My husband and I decided that we wanted to have a a challenge and he was gonna post a YouTube video and I was gonna post one and we would see who got the most views. Wow. This was was like exciting to me because I like a challenge, right? And I then went ahead and I did a lot of research, how it is that I can go ahead and get more views and everything and he did a three minute, if my memory serves me correct, or a less than three minute video. I think maybe it was about two minutes actually. A less than two minutes video. Um, and I did a video that was about nine minutes, almost ten minutes. My video took me so long to sh- to shoot, by the way, because I was reviewing a particular product. He was doing an action. To be honest, he was mixing tea. And I was just like, okay, slam dunk. I'm going to win this. I thought through every possible scenario. You know, how it is that it would work. All of that, and to me, I assessed my competition and sh- no competition. Can I tell you that that particular scenario taught me so much because my friend and I literally had to go on to Facebook groups and try to post the video there so that persons could, in that particular niche, so that persons could listen to it um, to, or could watch the video, and still we were neck and neck with views. And I was thinking, I fully overthought this. Like, I went through research. I thought about every scenario. But I still was neck and neck with him. And believe it or not, when everything ended, I mean, granted, I won. Because I went, I put in maybe 10 times more effort than he did. (laughs) Right? And when I, at the end of it, he continued to get views when I didn't. So when I stopped doing all my efforts, I didn't get any views. But he was doing nothing. Literally, he mixed tea for two minutes. And he was able to easily keep getting views after I stopped getting views. And I was just thinking to myself, I was trying to make things perfect. I thought about every single scenario. But at the end of the day, it still didn't work. So I'm not saying that that's going to be your situation at all. And definitely, the situation is personal. But the fact of the matter is... We strive so much to be perfect and to do things only when they're perfect to the point where we sometimes never even see, you know, or, or appreciate the simplicity in just doing something. And I missed that part completely because in my mind, I was thinking I covered all bases. I know about SOEs, you know, I know how to key words and all those things. And he did none of that. And to this day, he has more views than I do. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, to put to the point that perfectionism, overthinking because we want things to be perfect, it sometimes really doesn't pan out because we spend so much time being crippled by all of the things that we need to do to make it perfect. And oftentimes it may be perfect to us, but not to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now get there. All right, and another thing here, according to Nick Wignall, is the illusion of control. So when we overthink things, we think, yes, we are in control. We have it together. We know what it is about. You know, we know how it is that this is going to work. And as it says, illusion. It's not reality. It's an illusion. We feel like we need to control the scenario. And the only way we can do it is by thinking it to death thinking it through every single scenario that could possibly come up we think it through and say okay I know everything that can possibly happen I'm good but here's the sad reality we never ever know everything that can happen so even though we think we would have thought about every single scenario something comes up and we miss that one right and it's also here one of the examples he gave is a fear of conflict we don't want to have a conflict with a person, with a thing. So as a result, we try to overanalyze the scenario and come up with, again, different positions, different outcomes that could possibly happen and how can we resolve that before it even happens. And that's where the overthinking comes. So we're processing, processing, processing in our minds to you know, ensure that we don't have a particular scenario act out. Um, so I think there are lots of other things why we overthink and I really think this is a topic that we can talk about for you know a very, very long time, but it's really something that we need to look at. If it is that you find yourself overthinking, if every single detail becomes a study, if everything that somebody says to you that maybe hurts you or impacts you in some way you thought about it 15 million times and you came up with a hundred scenarios as to what could be the problem then take a step back right um so what we're going to go into next is how do we stop it how can we or if not stop it control it how do we control overthinking and what really is the result of overthinking let's look at those two areas what's the result and how do we stop it? So how do we curb or stop overthinking? Hmm, that's the question. How do we How do we curb it? Fine, we know the problem, but how do we fix it? Um, One thing we can look at is, and I saw this saying and it's really stuck with me, which is get out of your head and into your body. And it means to meditate. So oftentimes meditation is harder than the word. (laughs) So when we say meditate, you know, especially persons who are really into meditation, they say meditate, meditate. And you're thinking, okay, all right. Meditate, okay. You sit for two seconds and your mind is all over the place. So active meditation is a skill. It's something that we can learn, however, how to get directly into our body by breathing, using breathing to help us to meditate and to calm ourselves. I remember when I've had a scenario before when I was extremely anxious and none of the breathing exercises worked for me. And there was this one particular one that spoke to, I think it was, I can't remember the exact thing, but it's almost like you would hold your breath for eight seconds, then you breathe out for eight seconds, and then you do something else for eight seconds. I cannot remember. I need to figure that one out. But I remember a part of it strongly was holding your breath for eight seconds and breathing out for eight seconds. There was, oh, breathing in. Okay, so you breathe in for eight seconds, you breathe out you hold it for eight seconds and you breathe out for eight seconds and that was strangely the only one that worked for me i mean everybody's different but but for me i think the eight seconds was long enough for me to start to, to feel like oh i'm gasping for air or i'm breathing out too long um and because of that it started to pull my mind away from what i was thinking about so that worked for me. But meditation, there are lots of meditation techniques online that you can check out, um, or you can speak with a professional about it, and they can help in terms of meditating, and it helps with anxiety, it helps with clarity as well. Another thing that we can do to curb or to stop the overthinking is a brain dump, and that's just journaling. Some persons are pretty good at journaling, just putting their thoughts down, I don't know, I haven't been doing personally a good job of that, but it's something that I think we should think about taking our back, which is just journaling, putting things down. And when I have done it in the past, going back and reading some of the things, or even just writing it down, almost like it's a word vomit, it's like just letting things off my chest, even things that you wouldn't normally tell anybody. Just you being able to release it with pen and paper was able to take it off your mind and put things into perspective. Another thing here is fresh air, nature, going out, just being outside, being one with nature and seeing everything around you, feeling what is around you. For me, that's a big thing. I love walks. And for me, walks is just more than just exercise, but it's just being able to connect with nature, being able to see, feel the breeze, the wind. Oftentimes we're locked up in a space where we just have air conditioning or a fan, right? But you're not outside really being one with the trees and, you know, the animals and insects are just seeing everything. Not saying that you have to go and hug and touch everything, but just being able to experience it. It takes you sometimes out of your head out of the thoughts, you know, that you're having, the overthinking. Another way that we can look at things is know your triggers. We all know what our triggers are. We all know that, you know, talking to that one particular person, they're going to say something to you that is going to have you thinking about it for 10 years. I mean, obviously I'm joking, but (laughs) you know what I mean, right? You have that one person who you're talking to, who you know they're going to say something that makes you, start to think about it way too much than you need to. Or you know that one particular scenario that happens at work and every time that happens, it puts you in a state of you thinking about something and getting anxious. We have to learn ourselves. We have to learn our bodies. We have to learn our mind. We have to know what it is that really puts us in a particular state and what can help with that as well as the meditation when you're not feeling so clogged and overwhelmed by your thoughts and your anxiety when you've meditated and you felt you feel a little bit more relaxed then you're in a space now where you can understand the workings of your mind and understand really what is triggering you another thing that i think that we can practice as well is just disengaging disengage So if it is that you know that you are triggered, if it is that you have become anxious, if it is that you have, you're overwhelmed, just stop. Literally disengage. Just cut it off. When I say cut it off, meaning almost like having that scenario in your brain where it doesn't matter. Letting go, as we said. And that's where we started out in this particular episode. It's looking at just letting go. Letting go of it. You don't have control of it. You are not able to make it perfect. You are not able to to satisfy every single scenario that comes in your brain. Let it go. You don't know what's going to be the result. Let it go. And there is something so freeing about just letting something go. I don't know. The first time I learned to do that, I felt almost like I was flying. (laughs) I know it sounds creepy, but just it's almost like it, it's like getting your power back it's like that overwhelming feeling and that anxiety and that overthinking strips you and robs you of your time of your mental space of your power and you being in a position to say it's okay and letting it go and walking away from it is empowering and don't get it wrong you may have to say that 10 times <laughs> You may have to let go 10 times of the day, 15 times of the day. You may let go right now and then two seconds later, you feel some kind of way again, and you have to let go one more time, right? But that's okay because you're actively knowing that, listen, this is not worth my time. This is not worth my effort. This is not worth my mental clarity. I need to let go. And most importantly, if it is that we find that After doing some of these techniques, it's not working and we need help, serious help, then seek a professional. I think oftentimes, you know, we feel like seeing a professional means you are incompetent, you are crazy, you are unable to, you're out of control. No, being strong is understanding when you have weak areas and you need help. Being strong is identifying that I need help here. And that is something significant I don't think that we embrace enough. So if you feel like some of these things don't work for you and you are getting anxious, overwhelmed, depressed, you know, overthinking every single scenario, feeling paralyzed by your thoughts, being paralyzed by your own brain, then you need to get additional help. Talk to somebody, somebody who has experience in in helping us to move past that hurdle, and understanding that it is okay. It is okay to talk to somebody about it. It is okay to 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 get the help to get to a better space. That's fine. Oftentimes we feel like it makes us weak for us to accept or understand that we need help. No, it does not. That's garbage. That's foolishness being strong is able to identify that you need help that is what strength is and being in a position to get it so those are some of the ways that we can look at curbing or helping um overthinking that can lead to multiple multiple different areas that can impact our lives in so many other ways us now look at the impact of overthinking. What does overthinking do? One of the things that we see coming up often with overthinking is anxiety. Everybody has heard about anxiety and to be honest, I believe most of us at some point in time, you know, may have experienced anxiety. It doesn't have to be consistent, but what I'm seeing here is a lot of us actually are experiencing anxiety in some shape or form. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, approximately 19.1% of the U.S. adults had an, an, had an anxiety disorder in the last year. And approximately 31% of U.S. adults experienced an anxiety disorder at some point in time in their life so it's a lot we have a lot of persons who are being impacted by anxiety and sometimes you may not even recognize that you have anxiety but a lot of us are a lot of persons are on anxiety medication just because it's so difficult for them to calm, to relax they're always feeling agitated um, it's also said that about 6.8 million adults have some form of a generalized anxiety disorder. So really, it is something that we, we need to maybe look at. And if it is that our overthinking is impacting us in a way where we're anxious, then that's definitely something that needs to be reviewed. Another result or an impact of overthinking can be depression because because you become so anxious and worrying about the future that you become depressed. You overthink everything that makes you anxious, so you're agitated. And because of that, you then become depressed. See the connection? So we're overthinking, then you get anxious, then you get depressed. Right? See the challenger, see the connections. And another thing then that happens from overthinking is insomnia. How many of us have just laid there in bed, counting sheep, as we would say, or just thinking about every minute detail that really, really means nothing. But in our minds, we take it as being significant because we've overthought the process. We've overthought everything. We're just thinking, 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 thinking it, thinking something Thinking what possibly could be a particular scenario and not taking it for what it is. And then no, we can't sleep because it's just running around our minds. So insomnia, right, which is basically you wanting to sleep but your mind is being active, has its own issues all on its own. We're not even getting into what insomnia does because. I'm sure we've all had a scenario where we didn't sleep the night before and you had to go to work or you had something important to attend to or even if you had nothing to do and you felt like a zombie. You felt like you were inoperable. You have no energy. You are not thinking clearly. You may be getting jittery. You know, you have to have a... It's almost like when you're going through a withdrawal when you don't sleep. And that is something that can be resulted from... Um, you overthinking. So just looking at those things already, we're recognizing that this the impact of overthinking is actually significant. Another one which spoke to the definition that we spoke about earlier was paralysis. Overthinking makes you sometimes indecisive. You're unable to make a decision. So you're just stuck. So you have to choose between beef or chicken and you overanalyze Everything you overanalyze the beef, where the beef is from, how the you know the type of cow, how, you know, everything to do with the chicken. Then you go into where the chicken was raised, how was it plucked, how was it killed, you know, how was it prepared, and you overthink both of them to the point where you make no decision. You just get stuck, you're just right in the middle, and that is paralysis, right. That is you not being able to make up your mind because you are overthinking a scenario. And it's, it's I think, even talking to you guys you now and thinking it through, I'm just realizing how significant some of these impacts are. Insomnia, paralysis, um, anxiety, depression. Those are pretty significant results that can lead to other things. It's not just out one hit and that's a problem. It can ricochet into multiple things. So now we understand what the impact is of being, you know, an overthinker. So we've been through let's look at a recap, we've been through what is overthinking, you know. Why are we really overthinking? And what are some of the results of overthinking? So now let's go into problem solving. How do we stop it? How do we put a pause on it? Because fine, we've identified a problem. We think things through to death, <laughs> all right? We know every single scenario. We try to control it. You know, we, we, it's, it's, uh, to us, it's, it's our way of trying to get things in order and avoiding conflicts and all of that. But how do we really stop it? So thank you for sticking with me and having that really real conversation about overthinking and how it is that we can try to let go. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. (laughs) I'd love to hear your feedback. Are you an overthinker? Have you been struggling with just having mental clarity? Have you been nervous or anxious about just letting go and just living in the moment? What strategies are you using? Is it working? Have you sought additional help? We'd love to hear from you. So again, you can connect with us. You can leave a, a comment down below. You can connect with us at Awesome Finding Motivation at, on Instagram or on our website at www.motivatingmotivation.com. You can go to the blog section. We have a blog specifically about this as well. And you can also go to the podcast um page where you can also listen to the podcast or other other podcasts there and make comments as well so thank you very much for sticking with me and I can't wait to see you again thank you for being in our safe room where we're purposely living loving and laughing